What's up, everybody? My name is David EJ Berger. You can find me at Carl Jr. on Twitter. And welcome to Training Camp Dialed In. I'll be featuring phone calls with NFL writers and reporters from the actual sidelines of camp, getting their first-hand accounts of the action from a fantasy perspective. This is the place to be all month long, as I'm bringing you three to four shows per week filled with football knowledge that's going to help your team win your leagues this season. So you need to subscribe to the Fantasy Authority feed, the exclusive home of the super short-run, super niche, it's super essential podcast for the month of august all right everybody welcome back welcome back we're doing it we're back again this thing it keeps rolling that's one thing if you tune in routinely the shows they just they show up they keep going they, it keeps happening it even surprises myself sometimes right now i'm currently moving just about 15 minutes up the road nothing nothing crazy i'm not doing a pandemic flea or post-pandemic flea of the city like a lot of people uh, have left los angeles uh, i'm here to stay i'm not moving to austin no i'm here in la holding it down it's been about 100 degrees for about two months here i'm currently sweating in my office uh part of the reason we're moving got to get back over to the other place get to that central ac so i'm gonna jam out this intro you're not tuning in to hear me you want that hardcore training camp insight and knowledge you're thirsty for it you're hungry for it that's all you can think about every waking moment today on the show it sounds weird but we're talking about the hometown los angeles chargers i think we're three years in now it still feels weird but this is a team that every faction of fantasy twitter is excited about the dynasty herbert truthers are living their best life people have their chargers best ball stacks redrafters have a itchy trigger finger on the draft button for austin eckler sicko dfs grinders can't wait to game stack chargers versus chiefs well you've tuned into the right place because this episode is absolute fire jam-packed with information if you're a donald parham truther is this a podcast for you i dialed up gilbert manzano he's the los angeles Chargers reporter for the orange county register you can find him at g manzano 24 on twitter he's a one-stop shop for all things chargers i mean when i say this appearance is absolute fire i don't say that lightly this isn't me just hyping up my product so what are we waiting for Let's bring him on, ladies and gentlemen, Gilbert Manzano. Hey. Hey, Gilbert. How's it going? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm very excited uh, to chat some Chargers. I know a lot of people in the fantasy space uh, are excited to hear about this team and where they're going and yeah, and how they're looking for 2021. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, thanks for having me back uh, again for, for year two for uh, some Chargers fantasy. Before we dig into the offense, Gilbert, can you tell us what this camp is like with new head coach Brandon Staley versus previous years? I saw a social media clip of him getting the team fired up. What seems <laughs> to be the main focus for Staley and his coaching staff for this team? You know, I don't know if this kind of sounds a little strange, but it's kind of a more acclimation period. You don't want to really hear that in training camp. You want to feel like, oh, you should be engines going, uh, the season's coming around the corner. But I, I kind of like this approach. You want to make sure that, uh, you know, he's building the culture and the philosophy that he wants to have for years to come. That's his idea to be around the charge for many years to come. So don't rush it. Take your time with it. So I think a lot of the first week, you know, I think they, they only had one practice in pads or half of practice in pads. The rest has been no pads, you know, during the offseason program, uh, OTAs and mandatory minicamp. 
they had walkthroughs instead of team drills. So they really kind of, you know, phased it out in paces and, and they wanted to just make sure they, they get a feel for the way they run things. So I think, you know, in terms of that, you know, they've, they've gotten that kind of down, you know, coming back, they're going to be probably in full pads for, for a good amount of time. And that's when we'll really kind of get a sense for competition battles. Uh, but so far it's been kind of slow, but if you think about it, they're, they're also very detailed. And when it comes like, you know, going into a topic for fantasy football, you know, you can't really prevent injuries and the charges are always injured. We saw it a year ago with Austin Eckler, a, a first round running back a year ago, but you know, they're, again, they're being patient. They're, they're stretching for an extra 20 minutes in practice. Like this slow, slow detailed pace could maybe help out when it comes to injuries. And, and, and I know these are always kind of in terms of luck or bad break, but trying something new for a team that's been decimated by injuries and last couple of years why not i love to, to hear that uh yeah i mean the chargers have definitely been a bit snake bitten when it comes to injuries uh you know we draft uh, a lot of chargers with a lot of high hopes and then they go down uh before we even get a chance to put them in our lineup so i'm i'm loving the to hear this detailed slow approach <laughs> by staley that's that's pretty cool i feel like you know he's got some youthful exuberance behind him young guys so maybe he's uh you know coming in with a, a different id than than previous uh, generations of coaches yeah they, they kind of went from a very uh you know experienced coaching staff an older staff to maybe possibly one of the youngest coaching staffs in the nfl i think he's uh, 38 years old i guess 38 years young for brandon staley you know, it's kind of that, that new trend of head coaches who are like, you know, in their 30s, early 40s, energetic, you know, innovative, creative, no longer like the old school, you know, in your face, screaming at you all the time, two a day practice, like that, that kind of era is kind of slowly going away. And it's kind of the younger guys who are, who are kind of brainiacs and, and very uh, energetic. And Brandon Staley kind of fits all that. But we haven't really seen that in terms of a defensive head coach. Like, like, like all these uh, young ones are coming in as a, Offensive gurus like uh, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, like like Staley is just different because he, he's defense. That's a little old school in, in a way itself. Uh, but it, yeah, having like that that younger coaching staff, you're going to see more analytics and and making sure, you, you know, people are getting the right amount of carries and targets and stuff like that. That's really cool. Well, he is a defensive guy, but for fantasy, uh, I mean, we have the IDPs, the people that play defense, <laughs> but predominantly in what we're focusing here on today is the offensive side of the ball. Let's talk about this offense as a whole next. Every format of fantasy Twitter is a buzz about this Chargers team for 2021, like I said. Second year QB, Justin Herbert gives gamers dreams of points upon points. First, a quick reminder of how the Bolts offense played out in 2020, which was led by Herbert after Tyrod Taylor's friendly fryer. Yeah. Long injury. I was actually surprised to find out, though, that despite Herbert's big year, this team only finished 19th in total points scored at a full 50 points below the division rival Raiders in that category, which might surprise a lot of people. This is despite actually running the most plays in the league last year, so a lot of empty volume for fantasy gamers. But this team did have the sixth most passing yards, running 71% of their plays out of that 11 personnel. So it was the run game dragging in down coming in at 30th at yards per attempt with a lowly 3.8 and their 12 ground tds were good for 28th in the league now mm. this is a whole new regime and we got offensive coordinator joe lombardi coming in from what you've seen and heard in camp what can we expect from this team in terms of scheme formations anything that'll clue us into how this team plans to get more points on the board and in our lineups in 2021 yeah it's kind of hard to get a feel for for the chargers offense in 2021 with a new coaching staff and, and the only thing you really kind of heard is that it's that that uh 
the offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, who came from the Saints, you know, I think he spent the last 12 is 14 years in New Orleans that you kind of expect, you know, some kind of form of the Saints offense. And all they kind of said is like, you know what, the foundation is going to be, you know, Sean Payton kind of style with, you know, with Drew Brees, which you saw the last couple of years, Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. And then that sounds pretty nice because those guys are, are fantasy studs. But but then you have uh, the quarterbacks coaches from, from San Francisco and he has a Kyle Shanahan philosophy. Uh, the offensive line coach comes from the Raiders, uh, Frank Smith. They're, they're kind of trying to blend all these crazy ideas. And of course, Brandon Staley came from the Rams that one year and he learned a lot from Sean McVay uh, and he's a former quarterback. So I think right now they're trying to kind of figure out, you know, what works best for Justin Herbert. But, you know, with the Saints offense, was, you know, the last couple of years was kind of like, you know, give it to your playmakers. Don't hold the ball too long. Don't take deep, deep shots. You have Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. Well, Justin Herbert has a cannon for an arm and he has a rocket. Uh, and he, it won't be a lot of, uh, you know, you know, horizontal kind of passes. There's going to be a lot of stretching the field vertically because he has a deep arm, a strong arm that, uh, you know, they're going to take their shots for sure. But also a year ago, they didn't like the lack of a uh, running game. They, they weren't efficient. And I know Tom Telesco, the GM of the, of the charge, keeps saying they want to be efficient. So I don't think they're going to go away too much from, from uh, the running game, uh, which is probably good news for people who have Austin Eckler and fantasy football. But I think it's going to be a, a well-balanced, you know, offense. I, I, I know Herbert's, you know, such a great, you know, quarterback but I feel like they're gonna be very well balanced because they also invested in the offensive line so I think overall like you were saying like those those uh empty volume or you know the snaps where they didn't do much and they're kind of low and and, and point score I think you see a lot more efficiency from overall on the offense and maybe you know in terms of overall Keenan Allen Austin Eckler Justin Herbert everybody's gonna get their fair share of touches and and maybe develop some good points yeah and I think uh you know the echo chamber out there they really are buying into the Saints uh, influence, but it sounds like philosophies uh, might be more of a gumbo uh, out there yeah, with yeah. With, uh, with with all these different different guys coming from different places, which I think is, is exciting. And definitely, I like to hear getting the ball out quick with Herbert. I think that that uh, sounds sounds great. This offense obviously begins with Herbert. He had one of the greatest, if not the greatest, rookie season for a QB. He broke almost every conceivable NFL rookie passing record during the 2020 season, including most passing TDs with 31 most completions with 396 people are fiending for some herbert talk in these fantasy streets but before we dig into how his arm is looking how's the hair looking gilbert he <laughs> famously shorn himself last year the people well maybe just me need a hair update yeah yeah no the, the, i think that the hair is back in full force uh it seems like he never got a haircut uh, I, I know it's been some time since uh, the last regular season game. And let's say, maybe, I think, but I think he got the haircut around November. So he probably had, he had about eight months to grow that thing get out. And it's pretty much back to normal, which is crazy because I think he told me uh, when he got the haircut that his prior haircut before that was like four years apart. So to him to, to, to kind of catch up, maybe it's not as long yet. But to have the hair flowing and looking like it like it was his rookie year, early rookie year, it says that uh, he, you know, he has many strengths, not just on the on the football field, he grow hair as well. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's what we want. We want the hair flowing, arm flowing Herbert out there. So that's that's exciting to hear. I think a lot of people thought maybe his power went away when he we got the haircut, <laughs> but now it's back. Okay, so let's move on to that arm. What are we seeing from Herbert in camp? How how's that arm looking? Oh, it, it's looking great, but you know what's kind of crazy? It's it's not like. Uh, you're blown away kind of thing, which is weird because there's not a quarterback battle. So maybe I'm not as focused in, in Justin Herbert because I feel like, okay, I know what I'm getting from him because he's such a, he was so great a year ago that I'm like, okay, he's going to be like that every year. Like I'm just assuming he's going to be an every year top five quarterback or, or entering at least this year. I feel like he's going to enter that top five range. I think it was top 10 a year ago. 
you know, it, it hasn't really jumped out. Like you still see the same old Herbert, you know, strong arm, deep passes. For me, more what I'm focusing is the, the connections with maybe some of the new guys. Like who is Herbert looking for? You know, he's he's really developing a good chemistry with the two tight ends. Uh, well, Donald Parham isn't new, but, you know, he's really become a playmaker for, for Justin Herbert. But Jared Cook, the veteran tight end who is new, those two guys are always catching balls from Herbert. And, and like, I feel like, you know, when you have guys who can make plays, you know, pretty easy for you to get a first down, like like a cheap one, I guess. Throw it to Jerry Cook and Parham. He's keep going. He keeps going, and it's and it's working. Uh, obviously, Keenan Allen gets open pretty easily. But in terms of kind of deep shots, you know, there's been a couple actually. You know, Tyron Johnson a year ago, the wide receiver, you know, had some a few big plays. Anytime Justin Herbert's looking deep, usually Tyron Johnson is coming down with the ball. So, you know, maybe I'm just so used to Justin Herbert that I'm not like, oh, okay, uh, blown away. But it, he's solid. There's nothing wrong with Justin Herbert. He looks great. This is a, a, his, it's kind of becoming a routine for him. He's not looking bad out there. I'll tell you that. He, he's looking fine. In terms of accuracy, uh, chemistry, all that's been okay. But there's been maybe some, some rough play here and there because the defense for the Chargers with Brandon State is it's very good. So they're kind of going at it back and forth. Maybe that's why it's kind of been kind of, you know, average play because he's facing Joey Bosa, Derwin James, Kenneth Murray, Drew Tranquil, Chris Harris Jr., Michael Davis, and practice every single day that there's going to be some quiet days. So I think I don't, I, it shouldn't be any concern. He's still, he's still just a Herbert out there. And I expect him to take a big step in year two. But maybe my one concern with Herbert is the new coach and stuff. Like, again, we don't really know how it's going to look, how long it's going to take for them to kind of get used to each other, Joe Lombardi and, and Justin Herbert. And Herbert's not, you know, he's not new to uh, dealing with new new play callers. Uh, I think in Oregon, he had three uh, head coaches. He had Anthony Atlanta a year ago, and now he has Brandon Staley and Joe Lombardi. So he's shown they could work on the fly, especially coming in week two out of nowhere when that whatever, you know. When that happened to Tyrod Taylor, like, he only had five minutes notice. So in terms of adjusting and playing on the fly, that's never been an issue, but that's probably my only thing that I'm worried about with Justin Herbert. Other than, other than that, I think he should have a great year. Justin Herbert continuing to be a baller. That's what we're all uh, <laughs> excited to hear. Uh, you know, because you, I mean, look, you, you, I look at the timeline. I see other quarterbacks are not impressing as much uh, in in camp. So that's uh, encouraging to hear. I think uh, a lot of people are drafting Herbert pretty aggressively, and it sounds like uh, those people should sleep well, at least at the moment. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Well, let's talk about, the, you mentioned some of the guys he's throwing to. Let's dive into those guys a little bit deeper. Keenan Allen, despite missing two games last year and only fully starting 13, he maintained his full season average with 100 catches, essentially 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns. So that's pretty encouraging for people who see a big year ahead with a more seasoned Herbert under center. He's currently wide receiver nine and 31st overall. 
and ADP. Talk to me more about this Keenan Allen and Herbert connection. Are, are we expecting him to be a go-to guy, raising that floor and potentially raising that ceiling? Yeah, you know, I, I've seen, we all have seen enough of Keenan Allen to know what you're going to get. And that's kind of the good thing about Keenan Allen, that you, you're always going to get your 100, your 100 catches and close to 1,000 yards. I think with Keenan, you know, he's one of those guys who just draft, you know, you put you plug and play, you don't worry about. It's nothing kind of crazy out of this world. He's not going to get you the 15 touchdowns you, you really want. But if, if you're, you know, you're, you're, I'm sure everybody's playing PPR nowadays. Like he's going to get your catches, get you 10 points right there, get you the yards. The thing with Keenan Allen, he's never been kind of a high volume a touchdown guy, a, a deep threat kind of guy. And I really don't expect it to change. To change, He's so good at getting open. He's a he's a third down machine, getting your first down, but he, he's just so reliable with Keenan Allen. And I don't see him slowing down because, you know, that's the thing for him. He, rely, he doesn't rely on speed. Speed goes first. He relies on route running and getting open, and he is probably the best at getting open. So if you have Keenan Allen on your fantasy team, don't worry about him. Just play him. Say you're sitting there in the third round and you need a wide receiver. Don't even think about it twice because you know once you get him, you know what you're going to get with Keenan Allen. So I think for him, it's going to be another great year. But who knows? Maybe he'll, he really ha- he'll pad the numbers because Justin Herbert is – into year two and those guys had a lot of chemistry in his rookie year so maybe all you can do is grow more chemistry from here on out i have keenan allen on my scott fishbowl team so this is uh, (laughs) great news to hear gilbert so after keenan there's a bit of a mystery we assume mike williams is is the wide receiver too but you've already mentioned some connections with some other guys can you help us uh, shed some light on how the wide receiver room breaks down after that i know a lot of people are thirsty to know the wide receiver three situation Mm-hmm. Uh, because we got a lot of guys Jalen Guyton Josh Palmer Joe Reed Tyrone Johnson you mentioned and he popped last year as well Guyton yeah. did a few times as well I'll, I'll give him some some love even KJ Hill still around how can we view this cast of characters in the wide receiver room yeah that, that's the kind of the, the big question I think after Keenan like with Keenan Allen you know what you're gonna get it's okay you're safe after that it's kind of a mystery and you know with Mike Williams I feel like we're all been waiting for his breakout year like you know he has one year with 10 10, 10 touchdowns but he has like a low number of receptions and yards or he has one year with a thousand yards he has like one touchdown for the year so he's never had that year where he puts it all together and, you know, I know fans, people don't care about clutch gene, but he, he's so clutch in the fourth quarter. You see how great he is, jump ball specialist. But in terms of fantasy numbers, he hasn't gotten that done yet. I don't think he's ever had a season over 49 receptions, which is kind of crazy to think for a guy that talented. He might be motivated. It's a contract year, final year of his rookie deal. Uh, he's getting paid pretty well this year, but he's going to be looking for, for new money next year. So maybe he's really like, you know, pushing for yards. Give me 100 catches. Give me 1,000 yards. Give me 10 touches. I need to get paid. And having, again, Herbert, a uh, much improved year two, and them having good chemistry, maybe that could lead to a good year. But then on the flip side, there are so many weapons on this team. Like I already mentioned, a bunch of targets are going to Keenan Allen. You're going to ask me about Austin Eckler, but he's also a pass catcher will take a lot of targets. Uh, I mentioned the tight ends, Donald Parham, Jerry Cook. That's more guys right there. I know last year it was just Hunter Henry, but now there's two good tight ends, I feel like. And then you got the, the deep guys who are going to take all the touchdowns, and it's going to be Jalen Guyton and Tyron Johnson. Oh, and let's not forget the rookie Josh Palmer, who was looking like a, a good playmaker after. So, And what made Justin Herbert so good a year ago was, uh, you know, spreading the ball around, you know, getting eight, nine guys involved every game. That's what makes Justin Herbert be a great quarterback when he's just kind of focusing on the first on the first two guys Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler he's not at his best is he at his best when he's kind of the, the point guard getting anybody involved so I think that might hurt Michael Mike Williams but I still think that you know 
take a chance on because I think he's he's motivated for a contract. And it sounds like that wide receiver three situation, you know, might be, uh, you know, we heard the, the running back by committee, the wide receiver three by committee for the Chargers because they do have a lot of playmakers. Yeah, no, it, it could be a committee for, for wide receiver three. And, you know, early on in training camp, Tyron Johnson, you know, was, you know, a step ahead in terms of that competition because he was the, the go-to deep threat. And, you know, if you're the Chargers and you're like, you're asking yourself, okay, we got Mike Williams, a big body receiver. We got Keenan Allen, a, a great catch and get you a first down kind of guy. We need speed. Then that means it's Tyra Johnson. I think he's out playing Jalen Guyton. But if if Josh Palmer is, is is making absolutely, you know, a bunch of good plays out there, he might win the job. I think I wouldn't be surprised that he'll be number three. But I think early on, I think Tyron Johnson, Jalen Guyton, and Palmer will split rest. But I think by towards the end of the year, or maybe even halfway through the, the season, it could be uh, Josh Palmer's job. Gilbert, I usually end with the tight ends, but we've talked about them a little bit already. So let's let's segue right into those guys. Uh, I know a lot of people are on the Parham experience. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm interested in rookie Trey McKitty as well out of Georgia. And then there's journeyman Steven Anderson, who has some athleticism. Yeah. And you obviously mentioned Cook. Hunter Henry was the stable answer here. And now we have, you know, maybe the biggest mystery room of all for this Chargers team. And I'm reading that these guys have all taken first team reps so it seems like a, a fluid situation yeah no they, they've really uh gone heavily with, with the tight ends because again i think justin herbert's having a good connection with the tight ends and you know you're seeing these two tight end looks and like okay it's working why not you know try more combinations and see what happens but um in terms of parham i was skeptical going into the training camp because i'm like okay he's only he's a big body tight end he only got a lot of you know he was like a specialist he only got jump balls on the end zone end zone he didn't get a high volume in terms of snaps or, or targets because he couldn't, you know, block. He, he couldn't get open as a route runner. Now that's not the case. He, he is a complete tight end, a mismatched nightmare who can now block, who can now run uh, run routes. And, and I'm kind of glad you're asking me this question because I just wrote about Donna Parham at the Orange County Register at, in terms of his improvement because he's not just an end, end zone specialist anymore. He, he is, you know, making plays in space, getting yards after catch, things you want to hear in fantasy football. So he is definitely one of Herbert's favorite playmakers and he is getting a high volume of catches in training camp. So I want to say, I'm probably going to say that I, I was wrong about him going into camp I didn't think he he showed me enough a year ago but this guy got better and I think Parham is a guy you want to keep an, your eye out, eye out for but you know I really thought McKitty is going to do a little more this training camp the rookie he's been very quiet and, and maybe I shouldn't be too surprised because Trey McKitty's thing at least as a rookie was to be a blocking tight end to help out in the running game and be efficient because a year ago they were terrible and run blocking. So it brought him a kitty to do that. Maybe he still will, but in terms of, of being a playmaker, he's kind of been quiet in that part of being on the second team, third team. And they also have Steven Anderson. It's kind of Steven Anderson and McKitty uh, on a level for a tier below Parham and, and Jared Cook. And, you know, Parham's been so good that he might even be, you know, a tight end one next to Jared Cook and kind of use those guys together pretty often. Uh, you know, maybe that will suck for fantasy people, kind of a uh, the tight end kind of, you know, nightmare, not knowing who's going to play more, Jared Cook or Parham. But I really feel like those two guys have a lot of uh, a lot of production in, in this offense. Positive Parham praise is going to make a lot of people happy out here in the these fantasy streets. So uh, I think that's <laughs> a really great report, Gilbert. This is why we're here. We're getting the inside scoop. This is this is awesome. And um, we're going to round to the finish here with uh, probably where most shows would start because he yeah. is going to be the first charger off the board. Austin Eckler, he's getting a lot of hype, even from himself <laughs> in, in the press <laughs> conferences. But there is a narrative that he's 
he's going to be the Kamara role in Lombardi's offense. Are we buying into that from what you're seeing? Uh, I mean, what can we expect from Eckler from what you've seen so far? If they if they go back to the Eckler of 2019, who was so great all around, you know, you know, being a receiver and a running back, uh, you know, I, I could see them going back to that because of what Joe Lombardi and the Saints did with uh, Alvin Kamara. And, and maybe he's not uh, as polished as a runner as uh, Kamara was or is. But Austin Eckler is probably the best, you know, besides Christian McCaffrey, who's kind of on level on his own. He is one of the best pass catching running backs in the NFL. So he's going to get you points in terms of receiving uh, he had some games, you know, even, even last year before he got hurt, he had some games where he had 14 catches. Like that's a lot of points in PPR. Uh, he's going to get a high volume of targets and if he's healthy and that hamstring is okay, he is a guy who's able to take screen passes for 40 yard gains, a touchdown. So he, even though he's not getting the goal line carries, Austin Eckler, he's going to make it up for you uh, in the passing game. And I do expect him to be heavily involved because that's what he does so well. So I, I think we're going to see the same Austin Eckler from 2019, still a young running back. It was a bad year because the hamstring kind of really set him back. He missed seven games, and he was honest with us when he came back. He's like, you know what? I, ca I can't make the same cuts I did. Can't, I can't burst through the holes anymore. Uh, he wasn't lining up outside as a right receiver because he didn't have, you know, he wasn't at full strength. If he is back to healthy, and I think he, he looks like he is, he's going to be everything he did in 2019, you know, being the efficient playmaker that he was. I think he's going to go back to that. It's just going to be tough for Austin Eckler because he doesn't get to the goal line carries. He, I know people like that three down back going to be in a rotation but he always makes it up in the passing game so he's kind of like Keen Allen where you know you're going to get a safe floor of you know whatever 14 to 15 points get a chance of him having a, a a big game and he is looking healthy to you yeah no definitely he looks healthy he's not getting a lot of uh reps out there in practice because they do have a, a running back battle between Justin Jackson Joshua Kelly and the rookie Larry Roundtree uh, because you know what you're going to get from Austin Eckler so I don't I haven't seen too much of him out there but I am not worried about him he he is healthy uh, he is he is making plays when he does get those opportunities uh, but for right now I think all eyes are on Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly and Larry Roundtree because for the Chargers you know can you keep four running backs on the roster that's gonna be tough for them to do so one guy might have, to, might have to go. And from what you've seen now, uh, who do you think has the edge in uh, not getting cut? Uh, and and fantasy-wise, uh, it's really a, a dealer's choice uh, in drafts. A lot of people are taking their shots on Justin Jackson late, Josh Kelly late. And Roundtree has the surprising amount of truthers out there on the timeline. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know, I, I was wrong about Parham, you know, going into, into a training camp. He's made improvements. But I was right about uh, Justin Jackson. I wrote in my story that he's going to be number two uh, and some people were saying, well, he's never available. He's always hurt. He's going into the final year, final year of his rookie deal. He's easy to kind of get rid of. This coaching staff is new to him. He was drafted by the other regime. So a lot of things are going against Justin Jackson. Oh, and also to start camp, he was on the COVID reserve 19 list. And it was a slow start. So you start thinking, okay, here we go again for Justin Jackson. I started doubting myself a little bit. Like, okay, he might not be number two. But when he comes back, I think when he missed one day of practice, he comes back immediately. He is playing with, with the starters, playing with Austin Eckler, getting a heavy workload ahead of Roundtree, ahead of Joshua Kelly. You know, I asked uh, Joe Lombardi, what, what does he like about Justin Jackson? He, he said the word trust. He could trust him to have a, a heavy workload. So to me, that tells me he's already on the team. Uh, you know, if he does get hurt and, you know, the, and the, to the end training camp, then maybe you should be worried. But after seven days, he's definitely already got, you know, the trust of the coaches. So I think in terms of being number two, I, I, I think it, he, that's his job to lose. Uh, you know, Roundtree and Kelly have been very quiet, but the Chargers have only had one practice in pads. And Kelly and Roundtree are physical runners. 
short yardage, bruiser is kind of a big body running back. So maybe when the pads come out, that's when they'll step up and make plays. But as of now, they've been very quiet. Uh, so it's just, it's just going to be tough because, you know, this coaching staff drafted Larry Roundtree. I feel like they're going to give him a chance because that's their guy. And, and he fits the role of short yardage, uh, the role of vulture of, of taking the touchdowns away from Justin Jackson and, and Austin Eckler. Now with Joshua Kelly, can you give up on a guy after one year? He was a fourth round choice at a UCLA, had some strong moments a year ago, had some issues with, with ball security. It's going to be very tough for them. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to keep all four and let them let them figure it out come the regular season. Say there's an injury in camp and you can't keep four running backs. It's going to be tough for them. Absolute fire information, Gilbert. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to get you out of here. Uh, one last question. What's your boldest fantasy take for the Chargers in 2021? Oof, boldest. Well, I, I keep harping on Donald Parham, so I'll go different. You know what? I'm going to say Josh Palmer is going to be uh, going to step up and not make that number three spot of committee. It's going to be his job. He's going to be on the field often. He had a kind of a, a slow couple of days in training camp, but he's already finding his stride. And with Tyron Johnson being hurt with a foot injury right now, Palmer has stepped up and taken those snaps and making it his job right now. And yeah, he doesn't have the speed like these other guys that, that you want to stretch the field for Justin Herbert, but he's building connection. He's a strong wide receiver, a big wide receiver. So he can make it up down the field when it comes to jump balls. I know they have Mike Williams for that, but maybe two big body receivers is better than one. And I think Palmer is going to be out there a lot with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I know this is a football podcast, but this was an absolute home run appearance, Gilbert. <laughs> Thank you. I'm mixing my metaphors there. Uh, with sports. <laughs> um, I'm, I mean, seriously, well, thank you so much. This has been incredible. You've said it all. Where can people find all your stuff? Yeah, you know, you can read my stories at the Orange County Register uh, website or the Los Angeles Daily News websites. And we have 11 newspapers, so... If you're old school, look for us in print as well. The Long Beach Press-Telegraph, uh, Riverside Enterprise. So we're all over the place for Southern California News Group. But you want to make, if you want me to make your life easier, follow me on Twitter, at gmontana24. I tweet all my stories there. Uh, you can see my Brandon Staley feature there, my Donald Parkham story. Uh, my Chargers depth chart, where I kind of up updated every week where who's moving up, who's moving down. And I updated like crazy yesterday because there's a lot of movement after the first week of training camp. So... I got you covered if you have Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, and Justin, Justin Herbert on your uh, fantasy team. A one-stop shop for all things Chargers. Thank you so much, Gilbert. And uh, until next year, uh, have a great season. And uh, thanks again. Yeah, let's do it again. Thank you for having me on. All right, thanks, Ben. Josh Palmer, wide receiver, three. Donald Parham, tight end, God. You are now dialed in.